0: The Postal Service recently gave Congress a grim forecast of its finances. Another one, that is. Without a bill to restructure their business model, postal executives expect to run out of cash by 2024. A White House task force laid out its recommendations late last year, but members of the House and Senate have yet to act on anything. Now auditors have urged Congress to do a better job of defining what the Postal Service is in the business of actually doing, Federal News Network's Jory Heckman joins me with more. Jory, these new recommendations that are they about finances or about what the Postal Service does besides, I guess, deliver mail with a stamp on it?
1: It's really more of the latter. It really is about what public service the Postal Service brings to every address in the United States. The all of this is coming from Robert Taub. He is the chairman of the Postal Regulatory Commission. He expounded on some comments he had made to members of this Senate. Uh, earlier this year, when they first reviewed this White House task force recommendation set series of recommendations, um, but at a Postal Vision 2020 conference last week, he went into more depth about this. He really stressed the 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 need to further define what's known as the universal service universal service obligation. It is the legal mandate of of what the postal service uh, has to deliver to every address in the United States. Right now, it's really not that well-defined. Since 1982, Congress has more or less defined it as saying that the Postal Service has to make deliveries six days a week. Uh, beyond that, it's pretty much been left to, uh, to interpretation of the Postal Service to figure out beyond that. They, they've since really branched out into e-commerce. They've branched out into things that are not just mail.
0: I guess if they wanted to charge double or if they could figure out a way to make $2 billion on it, they could deliver on Sunday. Right. Right. And nobody the, says they can't. Right.
1: Right. Right. The, the, the USO is more than anything else, a, a floor of what standards they, they can. They can certainly go beyond that. They can do Do seven. They can do anything beyond six. But right now, uh, Robert Taub, he was at this Postal Vision conference saying that by looking at this USO, uh, Congress would really get a better sense of what the public expects from the USPS.
2: In the absence of a clear definition of its governmental mission of universal services, particularly given the Postal Service's current financial challenges, each of us may have a differing view of what the Postal Service must provide in its services and operations to fulfill the USO. And since there is no specific agreed-upon definition, all of our views will have different price tags.
0: All right, so that's the chairman of the Postal Regulatory Commission. I remember when they were suggesting the USPS become an email provider. I guess that never went anywhere either. Where does Congress stand now with postal reform legislation, or is it simply not happening?
1: So every year for the past couple of years, there's been some postal reform bills that more or less look pretty much the same. The number one priority that these bills would address is addressing this longstanding pre-funding issue. The Postal Service has to pre-fund retiree health benefits well into the future. This is something that no other agency is, is asked to do. And it has really been an albatross around their their financial neck here. They're defaulting on billions of dollars of payments that have been scheduled, and they've gone by, and they've missed those payments. It's also worth bringing up that Senator Bernie Sanders, when this White House Postal Task Force was still getting feedback from the public of what they should look at, he had written to them and said that the Postal Service should consider branching out into banking services and printing services and kind of be – you know, kind of a, a, a mail, a, a post office rolled into a Kinko's, rolled into, a, you know, a check cashing place. That's yeah, just what they need. And so, you know, more recently, Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez has also kind of supported the the, the banking piece of this. And Taub said, you know, it's, it's Congress's priority to look into these things. But he said that they should really focus on a, a back to basics message more than anything else.
2: Now, let me be clear. I am agnostic on what Congress mandates. If 218 House members and 51 senators manage to agree and the president signs their legislation, then that, under the Constitution, is the prerogative and authority of the Congress. What I am deeply concerned by, however, is that there is absolutely no cost-benefit analysis that goes on when folks want to step back into the role of the board of directors, despite having created one in 1970, and expand the Postal Service's work, or conversely, put limits and restrictions and mandates on their operations. Surely, there is a limit to what the Postal Service can afford and remain self-sustaining.
0: Again, Robert Taub, chairman of the Postal Regulatory Commission, we're speaking with Federal News Network's Jory Heckman. And some other think tankers weighed in, too, at this conference.
1: Right. And speaking of that back-to-basics message that Robert Taub had said, uh, Paul Steidler, a senior fellow with the Lexington Institute, he also spoke on a panel and he said that the focus, that redefining this USO would likely result in a much smaller postal service. But he said that would really mean right-sizing the agency for the level of service that they are expected to deliver.
2: But that's not necessarily a bad thing. First of all, the Postal Service is already enormous. It would be the Fortune 40 company in the United States. If it's a Fortune 200 or a Fortune 300 company, it's still quite, quite large. And other companies uh, in the U.S. have consistently downsized to be more focused on their mission.
0: And that's Paul Steidler of the Lexington Institute. He's been on the show past years talking about this very issue, and he really knows his postal service. But my question, Jory, is why is the postal service close to running out of
1: cash? There are a couple of contributing factors to that. In the past year, the postal service has been paying down some of its debts. It has a $15 billion line of credit through the Treasury Department. It had nearly maxed that out. Uh, Between last year and this year, it paid something in the order of $4 billion down on that line of credit. To have a little more breathing room to, to again borrow again if they need to. Um, and so that's depleted its cash on hand. It had something like $11 billion last year. It has something like $8 billion now, that cash on hand. And again, also the pre-funding issue has, you know, they've continued to default on these payments. And it's also worth bringing up that first-class mail, its number one profit margin product has decreased by about, 30% in the past decade or so.
0: So the same old problems in that prepayment. I mean, that's an interesting question. Either they prepay it now or they're forced to pay it later when the retirees actually or the future retirees actually retire. So one way or another, they've got that obligation. And if Congress were to take on that USO, we're not talking about a benefit for soldiers, but the universal service obligation, what would that look like? What might go into
1: that? So we had also heard from Jennifer Bradley. She's an economic specialist with the Postal Service's Office of the Inspector General. She said that looking at that USO more, cl- uh, more closely uh, would also be reassessing what the Postal Service can do for the public and what it can afford to do for the public.
2: It is quite possible that society may value more services than the Postal Service can actually fund. If this happens, policymakers will need to determine if the needs are great enough to justify alternative funding.
0: All right. And would the Postal Service get some kind of relief if they had this new funding model?
1: Something members of Congress have expressed concerns about, given all of this, is that they really want to avoid some sort of bailout package as much as possible. We had also heard from Lori Rectanis, She's the director of the Government Accountability Office's physical infrastructure team. And she said that these conversations about USPS have closely resembled conversations about other public utilities such as Amtrak and WMATA, the Washington Metro Area Transportation Authority, neither which rely on fees alone, and he or she is kind of drawing those comparisons.
2: You know, again, it's this line. We see costs going up. We see alternatives coming in that affect what these businesses can do. And so the government is recognizing, you know, we need to kind of support that. I don't have anybody coming to me saying, OK, let's decrease Amtrak service. Let's decrease uh, WMATA.
0: Well actually a lot of people suggest that but most people would like to see it expanded she's correct about that. So nothing resolved it's all up in Congress's court really at this point correct Jory?
1: At this point House and Senate have had one hearing each on the the recommendations but so far that's where things stand.
0: Federal News Networks Jory Heckman thanks so much. Thanks Tom. Check out his story at federalnewsnetwork.com. <coughs> Cough and cold season is here